Scott Robinson. I want you back. I want you back. Richie Mawanga, I want you back. You may be playing for the brave Lupus, Lupus in Japan, but I want you back in the All Blacks. It's 12.04 with Stephen McIver here on SNS here with Brian and Louie. And it is a subject we need to continue talking about it because it could be a major sea change if the NZR decides to allow players offshore to represent the All Blacks. Senior rugby writer for Stuff, and he's a, a crusader at heart, really, is Robert Van Roy. And happy New Year, Mate, happy new year to you, mate. Come on, uh, let's let's get this out of the way first and foremost. Do you want to see players selected for the All Blacks offshore? Uh, yeah, I, I do, but I still think I don't want. I'm I'm not keen on it just being an open gate. I guess where from from day dot. I mean, perhaps if there are a bit more leniency, who knows? You know, is there going to potentially you look at? guys that have played so many tests, which is probably the obvious way of going about it if there's going to be change, which, you know, to be fair, New Zealand rugby's been pretty... never, never really been open to it. It's always been um, shut off pretty quickly when when the chats come up, obviously, since um, Scott Robinson became head coach. Yeah. Last year was appointed, and, he, you know, as far back as last April, he was already talking about the open mind, and obviously yesterday we heard more about it. Uh, I think it opens up a can of worms if you don't make it over the slather. If you've got some of your best, if, if, but it's a big if, right? If you've got some of your best players offshore. Uh, my example d- don't the majority of the world champion Springboks play offshore? That's right, yeah. And look, that's what a lot of people they point to the Springboks. And, and I guess, you know, you can, I mean, yesterday when Scott Robinson was asked about it, he was um, a little bit cryptic. He said at the end, you know, decipher that, what he said. And, I mean, look, he's clearly made a pitch. He's spoken to PUs, bosses of Super Rugby franchises, obviously New Zealand rugby, heavies. Um, and, and, you know, people have always, and he, and he said it's the world rugby is a changing beast and it's, it's ever-evolving and quickly changing. And he's always someone that's thinking and knows that you've got to keep up. You just can't. Uh, sit on your hands kind of thing, right? So, and, and look, a lot of people point to what the Springboks have done and, well, look, they've, they've won a couple of World Cups on the bounce and, um, yeah, I mean, so will there be change? I, I, I think it's definitely starting to pick up the momentum. Do you think he is the all-black coach that is going to bring real change, particularly in this one area? Do you think he's got yeah, the power? I mean, well, I, I, if anyone does, it's probably him, right? And given these he signed a four-year deal. I mean, I would be surprised if there isn't some change in the next four years. I mean, obviously, he's looking... He'd be keen, no doubt, quicker than that. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he does. I mean, he, as I say, he's someone that's always thinking. Um, he's got plenty of ideas, and, and he'll certainly push for it. Uh, he's got to get plenty of other people over the line. But, um, yeah, I'd, I'd be surprised, again, as I say, if we don't see change in the next, during his uh, first four years. What, what do you think NZR are worried about? What do you think their primary concern is? Well, super clearly, super rugby, right? Like, but it's got not a, super anymore. No, well, and, and the, the threat is, it's yeah, it's it's still pretty good though, right? And if and it's if, if more and more players leave, then they super already. I mean, look, you, you look at these franchises. There's more and more of those sort of fringe guys heading off to play in the states and all that. I and mean, you look even from four or five years ago, you look at especially I'm talking about the bottom end of the depth charts and when you look at the, um, the Kiwi franchises and it's noticeable how much thinner they're getting at that lower end those, I guess the last five to ten roster spots when you know that, that would you sort of look at those guys and it's getting thinner and thinner every year and I guess if you 
take more and more guys that decide, well, like I can play for the All Blacks, I'm going to play overseas, then you're going to start, they're going to become even more depleted. Um, look, Super Rugby's already got enough problems of keeping, um, and people kick up a fuss when All Blacks are arrested now, right? So, you know, you don't, and, and to be fair, there hasn't been much, I've always complained about and been frustrated by the lack of, you know, openness about when they'll be rested. And look, fans have always said, look, it's frustrating turning up to games and the players that they want to see aren't playing. And look, so people get frustrated by that. You take out more and more quality players. Um, yeah, again, are you, are you, the, the frustrations with getting people to games and poor crowds. Um, interestingly, New Zealand rugby say that the actual TV numbers were really good last year. But look, yeah, you take more players out, it's not going to help Super Rugby. And that, that's the key thing. They really want to protect that. Okay, so, so here's the here's a question to think about. Uh, rugby in America is not working. Uh, Toronto's fallen over. New York's fallen over. And so those options, and there are other teams around in Major League Rugby that, that are uh, okay and but available for players. Are you concerned that rugby is in trouble? Uh, oh, gee, good question. Um, well, okay, look, we could we could start by saying, well, well okay, look, we could start by saying the NZRs have made it quite clear. It's obvious. And they talk they talk a lot of BS, right? But their only concern is making money out of the All Blacks. And so now you're seeing uh, provincial rugby look like rubbish, uh, and it's mm. and it's one of the great parts of our our our. DNA in this country. That's where it all began from many, many All Blacks. But that's been chucked aside. Basically, the NPC the same, and it's all just about getting kids out of uh, out of out of um, academies, throwing them into Super Rugby, and it's and it looks it looks average. And we're not and we're not competing where we should be competing against the likes of South Africa, who've decided to go off and uh, play in Europe. Yeah, oh, look, I mean, yeah, I guess there is, there's definitely concern and there's lots of challenges and, and even, and there's still all the head stuff. Um, I mean, I was just halfway through, finally got around to reading Carl Heyman's book and halfway through that, and I mean, he's, yeah, quite odd, and I'm not sure if you've read it, when he's saying he's, he watches a game of rugby now and he looks at, at, at these guys that have been playing for years and he wonders is what's happened to him with his early onset dementia, is that going to happen to, you know, looking at guys saying, this, you know, this could well happen to a bunch of these guys. So there's all that as well. Um, there's a heck of a lot of challenges, and you're right. In the NPC, we know that it's staying the same this year as is, but there's definitely change in the pipeline with how NPC and no doubt Heartland rugby looks as well. There's the ongoing talk of the player numbers further below. So twenty six thousand walked away from the game last year. Reading yeah, an article yeah, so on the physio, it's ridiculous. Twenty six thousand yeah. registered players walked away from rugby last year. Mm, yeah, so going back to your original question, I mean, yeah, there's. Absolutely, is concern, and 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 to be fair, that New Zealand rugby have admitted that there are concerns and and, and challenges, especially there's there's a lot of work to be done, and so yeah, the the, the coming years it's going to be um, testing, trying, no doubt. Well, I can I can see uh, it's a generational thing, and I think mums and dads actually don't want their kids playing rugby anymore. Kids want to play basketball. They want to play football, football. Yeah, they want to play. You, you got it on the money, man. And how do you think NZR arrests that when it's? I think it's a more of a cultural swing. Yeah, yeah. Again, I mean, I, I, I wish it was. Um, I'm not. I'm not if I had the ideas, I'd probably be doing something else. If I had the <laughs> answers on how, they, how they're going to do it, because there's just 
and you know people have come up with ideas but i mean it's yeah how they go about it it's going to be fascinating because like again it's someone who's on a much on a different role to me in a higher pay scale who, who probably knows the answers. but then again does anyone have the answers because it's such a it's such a tricky one well someone's got to come up with a smart common sense idea if they are that concerned that rugby's uh, popularity in this country uh, is on the slide, because I, I would question every day of the week now that people think it's the national sport. Traditionally, yeah, yeah. yes, traditionally, but I would suggest not anymore because there is so much more sporting content available. And, yeah, and look, what doesn't help it was, I guess, when you go back to the, the final last, the World Cup final, right, when you've got all that, that, that doesn't help the popularity of rugby. There's so many things that are contributing to it, including the, the when you've got T, all the TMO interjections and the stoppages, when it's yep. not a great product to watch for starters. I mean, people are getting turned off even watching it, and that, that's just one of many. And wow. You've you've just, the, yeah, you've got the people. Yep. You're a senior rugby writer, and you've just said the product that you are following is a turn-off. Now, well, you've just you've yeah, just I mean, you've just said it yourself, <laughs> mate. That's an that's an that's an indictment on the game. International rugby, right, is especially a lot of the... I mean, Super Rugby, I thought, like, NPC was a great product last year. I watched a lot of NPC, covered a lot. I thought it was a great product, uh, which is a shame because a lot of people don't bother with it. Super Rugby, I still think, is a very good product overall. Uh, look, those, to be fair, those quarterfinals, uh, two of the quarterfinals especially, but three out of four really were, cra- were some of the best two of that all back. One of the best games of rugby I've ever seen. So it can be still really good, but, but it's just getting it right because then you go ahead and you look at at the final and just how average that was. And it wasn't, it wasn't easy on the eye. It, was, it wasn't a good watch, and it was said by pretty much everyone at the time. Um, and, and so, yeah, look, it's, there's plenty of good games still, but then there's plenty of really tough ones. Do you, to think, do you think maybe it's, it's like a lot of sports now? Tennis are trying to wrap up all their top players into sort of uh, into new competitions. I see the four majors are now thinking about, you know, trying to protect their top 50, top 100 players. Do you think there is, a, and globally now, there is a sense of elitism? So we can give, uh, you know, good old you and me just the best of the best, but you've got, there's got to be something underneath, otherwise it'll 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 fizz out. Yeah. Oh no, no. There's, there's got to be. There's got to be. Yeah. You, you've nailed it. All right. Oh, thanks. Gee whiz. Okay. I've nailed. <laughs> I've nailed it, Brian Louis. I've nailed it. Okay. Let's move on. Uh, I know you love your golf. Uh, New Zealand golf open is not too far away. Uh, how does the field look like at the moment, from what you know? Uh, to be honest, I haven't caught up with you this year. I've only just started back at work. I know there's okay. meant to be a lot more announcements coming. At this stage, it always takes a while for them to get that field, um, mostly because so many guys are undecided right early in the year what their schedule's going to be. Um, even even some of the Kiwis, like him, we've got no idea if Foxy, he'd like to be there again, but like, chances are he won't be. Um, yeah, so in terms of the New Zealand Open field, I, I, I spoke to them late last year and there was going to be a lot of confirmations coming in sort of from mid-January onwards so yeah look in terms of who they've got and it's, it's normally like that too in terms of the, the field being revealed. Roa do you have a do you have an opinion on the whole live PGA thing if you write for golf you must have an opinion. <laughs> well it's bloody messy isn't it and, it's, <laughs> and, the, and now that it, and it's what's frustrating is that the the merger, the, the deadline of December 31 has now been extended into this year, so we don't, we still don't know when we're going to get an answer. There's been obviously a few developments recently, right, with uh, Rory softening his stance, I guess, to, you know, potentially. And I saw some good quotes from Foxy, actually. I think he was speaking to TVNZ um, late December, 
sort of saying, even he was, he was quite open that it's just got to get sorted because he's concerned about the delay and what it means for for everyone. Um, I, I just want, it's frustrating as, you know, when you lose someone like like Rahm's now gone over, I, I, I think there's got to be a merger and, and, it, and I, it's just the way it's going now. They can't, they can't just keep them, you know, not including these guys. They're not getting world ranking points as it stands. I'd like to see things open up. Well, people want to see, again, it comes back to what you and I have been discussing. Yeah. People want to see the best of the best. And for me, live is all about disruption. It's all about saying yeah. things need to change because, and we, we talked about it before, uh, Tiger's gone. He was the key. He was the golden goose for the PGA. When he played an event at his prime, millions were watching. He's not there yep. anymore, and the, and the numbers are dropping off like hand over fist. So you get the best back, uh, and and the PGA don't like it. I mean, they want that. They want Monaghan's head, the PGA commissioner who just banked thirteen million dollars last year, and then they want to turn it private so he can bank some more. So I think that's where it's at. Uh, one final thought: Oh, those exciting Halberg Awards finals have come out and uh in coach of the year ian foster yes yeah like that was the first, that was the clear uh, obvious one <laughs> obviously please just on the golf course good to see fox get a, a nomination a finalist in there but yeah, yeah ian foster that's the one that stood out to me coach of the year nomination like if they'd uh, if they'd won the world cup absolutely i'd be You'd have to think, but they didn't win the World Cup, and the fact making the final still, I don't care the disruption and the 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 tough times they had before that, they still didn't win the World Cup. So, like, if he if he wins, I think it would be wrong. Well, he won't uh, because someone else won. But the, I, I actually think the the biggest omission from that, the Warriors have been named in the Team of the Year category. Andrew Webster, not in Coach of the Year. How does that work? Yeah. Yeah, again, that was another one. How did how did he not make it there? And and I'd probably and and in terms of teams of the year, I, I, I would have. Oh God, it's pretty year, average. Probably say blasphemous area, but I mean the, the fact that the Crusaders didn't make it when they won another title in a row, they had <laughs> more than half their roster out injured at, at one stage to not even to make it. Yeah, it's interesting as well. Well, yeah, I mean Blackfern Sevens, All Black Sevens for winning this World Series titles. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Hey, mate, it's always, it's it's <laughs> it is always a pleasure talking to you. I'm sorry I put you under the acid today, but so so you you so to to wrap this one up, Robert, you do think change is required when it comes to selecting All Blacks offshore but you're not going to open the door to everyone No, I wouldn't open the door to everyone but I think there's going to have to be some some leniency and just some ideas and I guess we'll see what, I mean it would be fascinating uh, if we can see what some of these ideas pitches that uh, Robinson's come up with um, are but yeah, I th- and I think there will be change I mean who knows, New Zealand rugby might just say no actually but just with the staying as is, but I, again, on the line, I just think I don't think we'll see things remain um, for the next for the for the next four years. I, again, I think we'll see some kind of movement. You know who the power player on this one is, right? It's Rob Nickel. He's the plastic. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> he's the one that he'll eventually make the call. I don't think NZ I have a choice. <laughs> He's got a lot of power. He's got all the power. <laughs> yeah, all right, mate. Hey, uh, nice to talk to you, and happy New Year, mate. Good on you too. Cheers, mate.